everybody welcome back to pop my cork special edition episode of pop my culture podcast i'm cole stratton i'm vanessa raglan this is part two hopefully you've listened to part one first you don't have to but there's some callbacks to previous jokes that i we think make. you should listen to both it of makes them. most sense to go yeah. listen to the first one first and the first one is much more positive this is the worst the other one was the best yeah listen this is the worst hand of 2014 each of our guests came up with some of their least favorite things that happened this past year as well as a new year's resolution and a song that they dug this year as well um so uh we'll get to that in one second we're gonna make the rest of this very brief since yep. maybe listening to these back and back uh check us out at sf Sketchfest on january 24th at the eureka theater with guests james adomian ron funches and ryan lambert tickets are available at sfsketchfest.com and check out my new t-shirt company for kids called the curated tea the curatedtea.com we do gender neutral t-shirts for kids from age one to four along with extension activities based around the art form so every month we choose a different artist and I think you're really going to like it. Yeah, but if you're five, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Grow up. All right. Uh, Become a parent. Have a one-year-old. Then you can buy the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Please support that and support us. There's a donate button on our website. Popmyculturepodcast.com. There you go. Every little bit makes a difference, and we'll give you a shout-out on a future episode. So now, as promised, part two of Pop My Cork, the worst... Of 2014. What was the worst? I would never do that character again. It hurt. I won't. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pop My Cork, the year in review. This is part two, the worst of 2014, in which uh, all of our guests are going to relay their top, well, bottom five things that happened this year. So get ready for some petty squabbling. Poke my uh, cork. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll also be uh, saying our favorite song for the year, whatever our theme song is for the Which year. Which we will sing a cappella. Um, will we? Will we? <laughs> no. Uh, and a New Year's resolution. So uh, I'll kick it off. We're going to go in the opposite order we went from the first half of the thing. So uh, my bottom five things of 2014. The first uh, would be the fall of comedy icons. And by that, I mean Bill Cosby and Robin Williams, which are two yes. terrible things that happened this year. Yeah. Uh, Robin is especially disheartening because uh, we talked a little bit about this when it happened, but he is a San Francisco comedy legend, mm-hmm. and I've made my living working in comedy in San Francisco and he really was the pulse of that city and you would get excited knowing that he was going to drop into things he was just going to pop in and yeah. you know you never knew when and where he was going to be because he was elusive in that way but uh, he would always pop in and he was always super sweet and encouraging he would go backstage and he would watch people's sets all the young comics and you know tell them how amazing they were and the improv groups and things like that and it really meant a lot to them and it definitely meant a lot to us too in our very first year at fsf sketch fest he came to some shows and wow. bought a diet coke and tipped five bucks or whatever mm-hmm. it, just, it just he was just there and you know was very encouraging of us and everything and and in comedy in general in the bay area so when you know he committed suicide it was just beyond perplexing and sad and it's been a tough year for people who are icons of comedy joan rivers passed mm-hmm. as well yeah um and the, all the stuff coming out about bill cosby is really really oh, tough crazy and um well, yeah well i mean robin and joan both i don't think i've ever seen social media so full of personal stories um that people were so 
personally touched by, you know, everyone had like a, a memory of an encounter in the comedy world. And it could be somebody that had only seen them at a show, but they'd gotten a pearl of wisdom. And I found both those deaths really tragic, especially Robin's, obviously. Um, and so just like, I don't remember being so rocked by realizing that the people that make us so happy are so sad a lot of the time. And that's so true. And I think everybody that's a performer knows it, but we try to hope it's not true. And then when it hits you so obviously, like, oh, we were just taking everything we could from yeah. that person. Yeah. We depleted him. Yeah, it feels it no, feels disgusting. I yeah. I put that I put that on mine too. And I Me too. And I and anyone who has never I mean comedy people out there, if you haven't read Joan Rivers' memoir, Enter Talking, get it. And Enter Laughing is her other one. They're amazing memoirs. And the first one is about how hard it was for her to become what she was and it, it stops when she got on um, on Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show but just the years and years and years of struggle and you don't even have to like her comedy it mm-hmm. was it's it's just a great memoir about how hard it is and how hard it was for her um, including that at one point her dad wanted to have her institutionalized um, so it, it's 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 fantastic reading and, and well worth your time and I think she all. I think also isn't Jonathan Winters wasn't that this year? It might have yeah. been. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. that yeah. too. Like, but and he and Robin are so we're so close and so intertwined that it's just really tough. For oh, and then what I was like, Bill Cosby, the same thing happened. People start sharing their stories, and it's the other side of horrific. Well, that's just horrific. I mean, I mean the yeah, amount of people coming out of the woodwork and the amount of comedians incredible. and people close to him saying like, "Oh yeah, we've always known," and it's been like a dark secret. It. Is so. It's just unnerving to think of how long and how how uh, how many sides to that. And person how do you? There are. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. This group of people. So we all have a friend, like one of us at the table, and we know that that person is doing something. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and at what point are these people not, you know, saying something? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And not or to someone say it's not been... tricky or. Someone has been the receiving end of that, like how they've been, yeah. And so, like, what the fallout of that is, like how terrible. I mean, we lost like a father figure. The yeah. the the the, really the part of the Robin so Williams true. things that burns me so much, and in, in a way in which I can't really think about it, I can't really wrap around because when you talk to kids and you talk to people in high school, the first thing they all want to go into show business for is, of course, fame mm-hmm. or money, and then after then you re- find the good kids who who realize well. That's all crap. I don't want to pursue that. And they go, all I want to do is make people happy. All I want to do is reach out and touch someone's life. Now you have someone like Robin who had both. Mm -hmm. He had success. He clearly reached out and touched people's lives, and he knew it. He was coming backstage to your show. He knew he was touching people's lives, and it didn't matter. And then I'm stuck in my little room going like, well, then both of those could quite possibly be an illusion hmm. or delusion. And which, which door is door number three? If, if we know the fame and fortune, that door leads to Nowheresville. And if we know the other one is just a feel-good door of saying, like, I know I've impacted someone's life, what is door number three? Well, and how much of that is mental illness? I think that's the biggest thing, yeah. especially with yeah. him. Like, that kind of... 
intense shine on that person mm-hmm. like that everybody anyone that ever did an interview or had an interaction the the thing they always say is like you wouldn't believe the energy and everything and it's like well it, because it was so unharnessed and so what is the flip side and how unnatural is all of it you know like what is mental illness within that I remember when I did my very first play at the at SUNY Purchase when I was like 19. And the, one of the women had gone to college with him. So this is like 20 years ago. And she told me about, she went to Juilliard with Robin. And she was like, he was a f- on fire. Like he was like a whirling dervish. I think, I don't think he'll mind uh, I think he gave a bunch of people crabs or something. Yeah. I mean, like, he <laughs> fucked. She's like, he fucked everybody. Uh-huh. like, you know, and I, I can only imagine that going, if that's what's going on in your brain yeah. all the fucking time and it never stops. And then you have the 80s on top of it where everyone's <laughs> yeah, doing cocaine. crazy yep. drugs. Right. Yep. And he was yeah. there the night Belushi died. I mean, you forget yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. And then oh, yeah. and then they sing at the end of his life, he the mental illness or what was it? I mean, the there Parkinson's was supposed to be diagnosis? Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah so that came out yeah. a little bit later. So who knows? And I mean, his show had just been panned, and so there's like this level of yeah, the crazy personal ones failure. Did not do very well, which you know. And he said at the time, like people asked him why he went back to TV. He said divorce is, is expensive because yeah. he had just gotten divorced, and Oof. so a lot was going on for him. And I just remember like being back in college, and I used to do improv at Cobb's Comedy Club when it was in the mm. cannery. And at the end I of... I would have liked to see that. <laughs> Wait, is it nowhere in the... It's not the cannery? Anymore? It's now in North Beach. They moved locations years ago. When there was a fire in the cannery location, they moved back. But there's a three-hour showcase on, like, Wednesdays where you'd have a bunch of stand-ups that would, like, you'd call in at 5 o'clock and hopefully get a spot. But we would go up at the very end and do, like, 20 minutes of short form. And it was a house improv team called the Riffingtons. And Tom Sawyer, the club owner, was in it. I did not name it. Um, Mark Hershon. You didn't even need to say people that. But Robin would pop in a lot. He would, like, if there was a while there when he was just trying to, like, work on his act, his stand-up, where he'd pop in, he would go right after us and would do, like, 45 minutes in the old, tiny Cobb's comedy. Because at that time, it was maybe 150 seats or whatever in this place. And he would just pop in, and I just remember him. He would come out afterwards, and he would hang out with us, and it was fun. But he was very introverted when he wasn't on. He'd be very kind of like just polite and quiet and nice, but very kind of shy. And then you could see a switch kind of go, and then he would become the Robin that everybody saw. I would be working the room and entertaining people, and then go back and be kind of quiet and introverted and sweet and nice, but shy. And mm. it's just, just to know that so much is going on with him. It's just, I don't know. It's just a sad thing that that's... Like, I remember when I found out about it, when Jenny called me and told me, I was just, it's just one of those things that you hear things periodically throughout the year that you're like, wow, that happened. It did not happen. It's mm-hmm. going to forever be a thing that happened. Yeah. We can't go back from it. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's ingrained now. And it will always be one of those, fuck, that really did happen. Shit. Oh, well. I remember thinking when it happened, like, oh, this has got to be a prank. A hoax. Yeah. Because there have been so many hoaxes. So many hoaxes. Yes, yeah. hoaxes, yeah. Yep. But that's my number one, you guys. I'm going to go the exact opposite of that, and that was the Olympics closing ceremony in Sochi with a creepy <laughs> fucking bear that cried <laughs> and put out the torch. Did anybody watch that thing? That's I crazy. boycotted the Olympics. I didn't really watch the Olympics, but I, no the, the ceremonies are always so ridiculous. They spend so much money on them. And I remember like the opening ceremony is just like, uh, oh, here's Dick Van Dyke and like chimney sweeps and like all the eras. They just spend all this money was on it. Dick Van Dyke and chimney sweeps. He wasn't sweeps. in it. But was it, it like a real bear? But, so at the end, no, they had these things that came out. They were gigantic. I, they looked like... Macy's Day balloon kind of mm-hmm. things, but they weren't that. And their faces 
were like semi photorealistic. No on a bear, <laughs> shirtless. How did that happen? I know that, that should have happened. <laughs> so they come out and there's these giant things, and it's on ice. It's like on an ice rink, and these kids come oh, out man. with like flowers and one. There's like a whole story around it. It's completely confusing. You can't follow it, but it's online. <laughs> and so it's a bear, a bunny. And like a puma, and they come out and they kind of skate around. You got to look at this fucking thing; it's so creepy. They come God out and they skate around, everyone. and there's this giant Olympic that? torch in the middle Ooh. of the ice. And after like six minutes of I don't know what is happening, they all kind of like go around the torch, and the bear blows it out, and then tears come down its <laughs> cheek. It is the creepiest, weirdest thing you'll ever see. And you can't take your eyes off oh, of it. Watch the video, but that's it's so worst. terrible. Um, so yeah, that had to be on there. Um, uh, also, uh, too many cooks mania. Um, that was one of your worst. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. interesting. Just so too many cooks was this video that came out that played on Adult Swim at like three in the morning. It's like. 12 minutes long but or something. But the mania only lasted like a few weeks. It went crazy though. There's t-shirts <laughs> and stuff. So I'm sure they got, a, they got a big movie deal. I thought it was to, too, many sure too many cooking shows. Yeah. So basically oh. it's like a it's like it looks like it's like supposed to be like the <laughs> old know. credit sequences of like an 80s or like 90s sitcom. Like a full house kind of thing, right? And there's a song that goes too many cooks too many cooks too many cooks and it no. just shows the cast and they all come out and it's like and Bob Stevenson and there are all these different parts and then the credit sequences keep, goes keep going and going and going they keep adding on these cast members. That part was kind of funny to me. The first four or five minutes it was oh, funny because they kept a whole trip. adding stuff. And then it goes very Tim and Eric and gets so weird and disturbing. There's like a serial killer that comes out and starts killing everybody. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I gotta check this to a point where I was just like, I don't really like this anymore. I'm not really laughing at this. This is just disturbing. And everybody like lost their mind over it. They're like, this is the best thing ever. It was at everybody's wall. People were recommending it like a month later. It's like, I know. We all know about this. Yeah. And I just got so tired of it. And I was I don't know why this is, is like, crazy popular as it is. When did it happen? A few months ago. About two months ago. Yeah. Maybe a little more than that. Yeah. Maybe, like, three or four months at the most. But the Shit. I think the parts that did make it so fun um, were that you don't... Like, if you were in that first week of finding out about it, you didn't know at all what it was. And then you would look at the time code. You see it, and you're like, oh, I get this joke. And it's like, oh, wait, this happens for 11 minutes? Yeah. What is going to happen to me for the next 11 minutes? And when they first aired it, they just put it on Adult Swim with no anything. At like four in the morning. At four in the morning. morning. So like the only people seeing it were these crazy stoners <laughs> that are like, this isn't real. This isn't real. But it was real. I feel like if I had been watching Adult Swim at 3am and I came across it, I might be like, this is amazing. Yeah. But be- when it became what it became, I was just like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think, no, I, think, I think just all the weird Hollywood deals that probably came out after it. That's what makes me angry. It's like, really? Come on. Yeah. I just hope that part didn't happen. Yeah, I think it did. Like people, Third party, people though, criticize now. Saturday Night Live for their sketches going on too long, for being like five, six minutes sometimes. This thing's like 12 minutes. But it's so, the twist it's, and turns, no, it's, it's so it's, produced. It's, it's, yeah, I it folds in on itself so many times. Yeah. Where have I been? I haven't been watching Whiplash. You definitely have to check it out. I don't know. It just it bothered me how amazingly popular it got, because mm-hmm. when I first watched it, I was like, I guess it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, the first five minutes, I sort of laughed, and I could. I think I would have liked it better if it just stuck to that track yeah. that they just kept adding cast members and more cast members and cast members and cast members but then when it took like that turn for the, the weird turn. that's when I was kind of like I'm not into this anymore <laughs> are you a fan of Tim and Eric sometimes some of the stuff I think find really funny and some of it I find to be overkill like it's they have that concept of like more is funny so like let's just keep doing something if it's off-putting let's keep doing it until it gets funny but I find that it just doesn't get funny it just becomes more off-putting like, oh, dad 
so that was on there for me. Uh, this is going to be kind of controversial, but oh. let me explain myself. Uh, uh, we're out of here. The ALS Ice Bucket oh, Challenge. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew that's I'm with you. Um, I am too. Okay. Let me in explain. a drought. Sorry. Yeah, that's part of it too. That's part of it too. Uh, in theory, I like it. It brings awareness to ALS. It brings money to ALS. All that is good. But the way people did it, one, you're wasting lots of water in a drought in California. For first of all, it's like people are just dumping water. <laughs> two, the videos are so self-serving and pompous. People are acting like they are curing some everything by pouring ice bucket the water on their thing. They go, they get this thing like, "Hey guys," and then they talk for like seven minutes sometimes before somebody finally dumps water on them. And 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 half of them, they're not even donating money. They're just doing that, you know. Like look that at was the video. My problem. Why not just say like here instead of wasting water? This is your- $300 I'm going to put in this envelope. Well, that's why I thank God for Patrick Stewart, who had the best ALS Ice Bucket Challenge video, where it shows him sit down in a hotel room, take out a checkbook, write a check, and then take some ice, put it in a glass, pour in some scotch, and cheers. Yep. And that was his Ice Bucket Challenge. He's got class. I like, did like Dolly Parton's. I didn't see oh, that Oh, yes. she do? Yeah. She dumped... Well, you know, what she was sad, and she was yeah. yeah it, was great. it was great. No, I but I, I am, I'm with you on that. It went on, oh, and it went on for like well, 10 I think months. we all woke up in fear every day, and, and everybody would yeah, people would like, challenge you. I challenged so and so, so and so, and so and so. Like, nah, I'm just gonna make a donation. I feel bad. I got challenged, and I didn't do it. I did it. You saved water, is what you did. But I, I used I used water from the baby pool and dumped lazy. it back in the baby pool. So I feel like okay about that, even though I shouldn't have had a baby pool. I said, baby, and he liked the baby pool. That's different. Make a donation. Don't make a video. Look at the numbers that ALS pulled. Like there are so many disgusting well, cool. videos that yeah. go around that go viral. I would way rather the problem be like people feeling pompous and self righteous and also we made a shitload of money for charity. I mean and I guess that's like the granny way to feel. But I do think like it did have a pretty good outcome, even though I mean, that's yeah. that's. It could be nice on the best trend. and worst list. Yeah, on that one. Yeah. Also, and it happened. Oh, no, I was just going to say it happened before Kim Kardashian broke the internet. So oh wow! Like, now we're living in a post-internet world. Right. Oh right. gosh. Oh, the and shambles. Also, we're some people from- got really sick. Because the coldness of the water. Okay. Some people died. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I have no patience. There are cases of people that really got sick because of the to- the shock of the Someone cold water. Someone died. There's the people that got like seriously ill. From Someone them. was like, I, I poured been, a bucket of I electric eels onto my head. Check it. Seriously, there are reports of it. Seven hundred and seventy-five people. Say, um, I I had <laughs> nodules on my vocal cords this year, and my speech teacher Nancy Sadat spends one day a week working with ALS. Uh, patients. I knew very little about ALS, even with the Ice Bucket Challenge, but she told me that after like a couple of years, you lose your ability to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're everything, everything just yeah. it's, yeah. goes away. Yeah. And I just thought, like, oh, this is a crazy illness. And I thought it was really great that it was brought to our yeah. awareness. Yeah. I had no idea what it was. No, I mean, kudos to whoever thought of it. That was yeah. what a cool it, thing. It definitely was incredibly successful for what it well, set out to do. Like it feels like a best Which it didn't go that Like two or three years ago, everyone was like speaking out about Coney and like, oh yeah, you know, and it was like, Coney, Coney, Coney. And then it was like, well, that happened like a while. Like it, yeah. it, it brought this like furor, but like it didn't provide a lot of. Info. Well, and that was just like a hashtag too. Like there wasn't money being raised or anything. No, it was just like a. Tr- uh, it was like, like I'll make my profile picture. Like different. you can trend, but you're not necessarily like a real thing other than missed. Yeah, 
Right. And I said that because I've been drinking wine all night. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it is, honey. So, all right. So that was that was my fourth. And my last one, it's like, do I want to go fluffy or do I want to go sad again? Uh, I, this is the worst. I know, hey. right? Uh, all right, I'll go semi-serious. Uh, Sarah Jones dying on oh, Midnight yeah. Rider oh, was so yeah. awful. Yeah. And so, like, it's just indic- indicative of, like, people trying to cut corners in a way that's just unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because, like, I mean, you know, we'll definitely talk about the website and stuff like that, too, is, like, people are trying to make content for as little as possible. Oh, yeah. In two point now, where someone lost their life, especially yeah. someone who's like a low ranking crew member who's just trying yeah. to make a living, you yeah. know, out of it for a bullshit dream sequence. Yeah, um, for a movie that ev- uh, evaporated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's never going to be seen. That's yeah. never going to be made because it became toxic after that. Which I guess it should, but at the same time, it's like now her death is completely in vain. Like, but not because you're talking about it, and because I do think it. I think it got people riled up in a really good way. Yeah. But have you seen standards. differences in like treatment of crews since then? Because there's certain things I've seen since then where I'm like, wow. I saw a guy like asleep on his feet in an elevator once, and he was like, "We're just trying to change our days back in a night or nights back into days." And and Ooh. he was like, "I got to drive to Long Beach, and like I have like six hours turnaround." And I worked on a film, and like the crew had this like terrible turnaround, and like long days it was like the end of the week and they had to like de-rig everything and they had to like then like all drive home like through this like and it was just like really because like it was only nine months ago where this woman died and mm. we're still like and, and and on every clapper it says like r.i.p or sarah jones but it's like but we have the little sign but we're not actually protecting our crew members with mm. like breaks and sleep and water mm. and food yeah, it totally and, happens somebody died on longmire who was like a stunt person or yeah. something like dri- yeah. driving home at night because uh. they fell asleep at the wheel or something because they'd been up for 16 hours or whatever the ridiculous day is and i know that they pay you well when you start to go into golden time and all that stuff but you don't get residuals or drivers yeah, or big budget movie but i don't know right. what's happening in these uh, micro low budget things that i've been working on lately yeah <laughs> i don't think they're getting golden time when i go to the craft table and there's one yeah there's one nature valley. valley bar goldfish and maybe <laughs> yeah. some twizzlers and i'm sorry i took that bar because yes. i mean i'm always hungry yeah I'm big girl it's rough but well, that was my bottom five. <laughs> oh, That's cool. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go clutch because the toilet bowl like we should and hope for a nap. Because otherwise, right. yeah. uh, otherwise we'll never be happy. Uh, we should send the audience each a six-pack. There we go. To, my to song, no, really quickly, my song is uh, My Sad Captains by Elbow. Elbow is this great British band. They're amazing. Uh, the chorus lyrics are, Another sunrise with my sad captains with who I choose to lose my mind. And if it's all, we only pass this way but once. What a perfect waste of time. It's a great song about kind of like how when you get older, you're no longer just drinking with your buddies. You actually have responsibilities. And But when you do get together, it's nice to share a drink and relate to each other. And It's a good song. It's a great band. So there you What's go. New Year's, wow. new Year's resolution. Yeah. And this is going to sound petty. But um, I really enjoy the podcast, Doug Loves Movies. And I'm a big movie head, and I really want to get on it. So my new resolution is to find a way on there, even though I know Doug and those people, and hopefully <laughs> that can help. But uh, <laughs> if you want to uh, hear me on the Douglas movies, uh, tell Doug Benson that. Doug yeah. Benson. And very quickly, last year my, my, on this show, my New Year's resolution was to get a joke printed on a Laffy Taffy wrapper. Uh, it didn't happen, as and far then as I know. Somebody came through with like, "I work for Laffy Taffy. I think I can get you the hookup." So we sent jokes. I sent five jokes to Laffy Taffy. I don't know if they printed them. 
<laughs> but I wrote these specifically to be like very much like in the Laffy Taffy vein. So I'm nice. just going to very quickly rattle off my Laffy yeah. Taffy jokes because they'll probably not see them on a wrapper. And they're fairly Even visual. Eat Laffy Taffy constantly. There you I'm go. Here they are. I'm <laughs> what was the handsome postman's other job? Male model. That's M A I L. Male model. What does the Pope use to send and receive money? Papal. Get it? Instead of PayPal, uh, PayPal. Uh-oh. What did Harry Potter do on Wheel of Fortune? He bought an owl. That's Instead great. of owl. Oh, See yes. it in there? Why did the penny hate the quarter? He didn't like nonsense. Like N-O-N apostrophe sense. Nonsense. Right, we'll let that one go. And finally, why was the drawbridge happy at his job? He kept getting a raise. Oh. So I wrote those very specifically for Laffy Taffy. Cole, wow. it may not have happened like in 2014, it. but we still have 2015. Yeah. That's right. We Look, do. if anybody 16, knows anybody at Big 17, Taffy, 18 through. through 50. Another trip around this the sun, happened. baby, maybe this year. Yeah. If it doesn't happen by 2019, <laughs> I definitely think. What happened say, when the Eskimos sat on the iceberg? He know. got Polaroids. Oh! oh. <laughs> Laffy Taffy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can All I right, Stephen your okay. worst five. Some of my worst five, no, in no particular order. Number one, webisodes. We talked about <laughs> yes. this before. Get it. Um, God closes a door, he opens a window. So the door he's closing is on actors. Uh, there's no way anyone out there who wants to be an actor is ever going to make a living again because they can pay you $100 a day and they don't have to give you a bathroom and they don't pay you gasoline to mm-hmm. get to the set. It is worse than summer stock. However, the window that's opened is for the writer, producer, entrepreneur, creator, director. If you have an idea, you have an opportunity to do it just for about no money. I did a, a podcast. What do you call it? A webisode this year? What, that's rude to call it a webisode? Apparently. Apparently, webisode this year. It's, it's one sad. day. It's uh, digital content. What did I say? Offensive. It's oh. offensive. It was offensive. We shot 28 pages in one day. Just to give Whoa. you an idea. Uh, for you people out there in the I'm real saying, world what? who don't know what this is, when you shoot a movie, you're doing a lot if you do four pages a day. I mean, every movie is about a like an average movie is like 100 to 120 pages. And a TV right. day is maybe what six? It's three months. Unless you're doing Californication, and then you're doing ten a okay. day. But if you are doing a webisode on this, we did 28 pages a day for the first time in my life. I fell asleep during a scene. I was in the middle of a scene. We had been going 16, 17, 18 hours, and I fell asleep on on the set during a scene. And, uh, of course, the women in the show were very funny, and they started attacking me. It was very funny. 16 hours for $100. $100, yeah, and, and I fell asleep on set. And it was terrible. You can't say you're at your best when you do that, but that is... That's one bad thing. And talk about craft services. For craft services, worst ever. True story. All they had in there were raw scotch bonnet peppers. I had no idea. What's a scotch bonnet pepper? It is the hottest pepper on this side of hell. It's hotter than a habanero. (laughs) And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's a ball. It's a ball. So I said, oh, what's this? And I ate it. I thought they were just trying to cull the herd. Like any actor that's stupid enough to do a webisode, any that's scotch bonnet. We're going to burn your ass off. Does not deserve on network television. And there's probably like some ants 
garden. That yeah. Came yeah, out. yeah, here. Yeah. You can have all like, these fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. They're they, in some they sort of vinegar. Like and, well, this sounds like oh, a no. we'll come back. To, we'll come back to the webisode <laughs> later on my... <laughs> number two on my list is somewhat serious, and it's my knee, my left knee. Uh, That's on my list. I've, 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 <laughs> my left knee. Yeah. yeah. You know then. It's, it's like <laughs> my, knee, my knee has gotten bad to where I've developed kind of old man walk. And, and I see them, you know, in, the, in the, the old guys walk across the street where they're kind of, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-huh. and I'm going like, mofo, I got old man walk too. <laughs> and it's all because of the damn knee. And I spent all day at the Job Clinic yesterday. And all day. They were all very excited because Kobe Bryant was there. And I'm there in my room, and the doctor basically said, how old are you? You're you're very handsome, cutie. Oh, oh, Thirty-seven. We can't you do anything for this beautiful knee. Yeah. You're gonna die soon. It's like it's, so it's like well, this kind of happens when you get your age. You get old man knee, and I and so I wrote down in here. It is since when you sense the trend toward decrepitude, when you realize it's not the beginning of the end. But you are in the middle of the end. Oh, oh no. The middle of decrepitude? <laughs> yeah. Whiskey man in the midst of decrepitude. We need the whiskey man. Whiskey man. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm standing yeah. up for whiskey man. Uh, number three on this, movies this year. I am sick of movies. That's, and I saw about eight of them in a row that said, based on a true story. So, like, it begins with the blank. You have the movie, you have the title, the blank screen, based on a true story. And I go, oh, no. Because that means for the final credits, you're going to have to watch home movies or pictures from somebody's <laughs> photo album as they, like, say, and here's the real Here's the yeah. real Jethro. I feel uh, like this is part Bodine. of your decrepitude. I think this is like an angry old man. Here's the <laughs> real <laughs> biopic show. I want to see these kids giggling. Here are the real hillbillies. <laughs> hill Here's the real Get cocaine. Get a fucking deal. break. Yes, I, I love yeah, that yeah. their names are Jethro. Jethro. And his, oh, look at him. He's eating that cake. He looks so... F- I like to cut that little dick. Here's the real. And it's like every damn movie. I'm like... No, no, no. Although I have to say on American Sniper, the, the real, the guy that, Bradley Cooper and that, that guy, they looked exactly the same. Um, so that, was that was the was only good. movie where it worked for me. Yeah. Where they kind of like, I want to oh, see kind of. that movie. I'm good. curious about that movie. Oh, it's good. But anyway, I won't say anything about it. But but like the number of movies, it's like. <laughs> so many questions. And, and I could. What about the um, base? game? Based on a true story. Yeah, that is based on true. And wild. Oh, I, I loved the. I loved and the you know. wild too. I, I'm know. the one that loves it. I'm I just when they watched, say based on a true Benedict story, you know it's positively crap. Yeah, there's you know like, that they're oh, going to lie from beginning yeah, to yeah. end. You know, it's like well, it kind of happened that they were human yeah, beings, especially if it's one of those Disney ones. They, they always had some cute little kid who had. Probably didn't even know. What was the one with Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch? I watched, I watched it last game. night. There's Can't a lot of those it. this year, too, because Song is actually really no, good. I was just like, but uh, uh, Million Dollar Arm, that Disney movie, too, same deal. Dan, there's a lot this year. Lot yeah. my, my wife uh, ac- accidentally called him Benedict Cumbersnatch, <laughs> and I didn't want to correct her because it's so funny. So I, I said, Yeah, honey, I think, yeah, this is, this is the end of the movie with Benedict Cumbersnatch. <laughs> 
goes, yeah, oh, now he's that really good. Be, I, the cover snatch should be on the best and Yeah, the best there list. we, yeah. Um, let's see, number four, now this is serious. Uh, well, my knee was serious, but this is serious in terms of the real world, and that is the unfortunate uh, confluence of everything being done online with hacking. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it crazy. is like really serious. There was a, a theory in political science in that the, he- that the periods of greatest human freedom happen when the most powerful weapon of that age is in the hands of the common man. Yeah. Like uh, when the six-shooter right. six was the weapon of the age, you had the Wild West. Then mm. the government invents the Gatling gun, and suddenly, suddenly you have this contraction of society. And then suddenly... Criminals have Tommy guns. They get the machine gun, and suddenly you have this expansion again. The computer in the hands of what nerd rants? What was your weird word? Nerd? Uh, nerd? Uh, nerdisance? Nerdisance. <laughs> but nerd rants. Copyright nerd 2015. <laughs> it's like bromance, yeah. yeah. Like it. But it's like the computer in the hands of the common man is the greatest weapon, not the nuclear bomb because nobody yeah. wants to use them. Uh, but people don't have any compunction yeah. about ruining your life, ruining everything yeah. with the computer, and that's it's that's. Terrifying. I really do think some weird way that Judgment Day will be will die, and then someone will read all our emails. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Or just your search history, which can be oh much my god! Yeah. Or your text. Oh, oh. the worst. And my final one is. Pit bulls as pets. Like, when did this happen? And, and it's like... Grandpa. And, and, it's like, and when you go to the animal shelter, it's all pit bulls because nobody That's wants it. it. You know, yeah. they have these animals. And when I was on the damn webisode, you know, one of the actors brought his pit bull. Oh, no. And he tied him to a piece of patio furniture, which was like aluminum tubing. So, you know, it ain't going to stop anything. And so I'm over at the craft service table, and the pit bull kind of looked up at me. And there was a silent conversation going between our eyes. He goes, "Are you looking at me?" I'm, and I'm going, "No, no, no." I think I think you were you were kind of looking at me. Were you thinking that like because I'm tied here, like I can't actually rip your throat out? Because I can. I mean, if you're thinking that this leash means anything, it really doesn't now. But I'm trained. You don't have yeah. to worry. I'm not going to rip your throat out. Even though right now, sitting where I'm sitting, I could see the blood pumping in your jugular vein. <laughs> I am not going to move. I'm not going to do this. What? What? Did you? Did you say something to me just now? Why don't you just go have one of those Scotch bonnet peppers and be on your way, Die. good fellow? And I like, think he was thinking, "Hey there, handsome." <laughs> hey there, you look pretty good in a pool of blood. I'm <laughs> loving it. What is it with the pit bulls? Okay, so that's well, my you know who agrees. You know who agrees with you with that is Judge Judy. I you watch Judge Judy. Every third episode years. is about pit bulls. Understood. <laughs> Judge Judy, I drink you. And my song, my song uh, for 2014 is: Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on, on the, the bed, bed post, post overnight? overnight. It is repetitive, stupid, yet mm-hmm. unforgettable. 2014. And, was that uh, what 2014 was yeah, to you? Yes. Repetitive, stupid, yet unforgettable. And for my, uh, what is it, the New Year's resolution? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just real quick, quick look. When I was five years old, <laughs> my birthday, I got a birthday present I never forgot. And Roy Scott gave me a box filled with Testor paints, like 12 colors of Testor paints, and it was gold, silver, copper, aquamarine. It was wonderful. And I 
treated these paints so carefully. I didn't want to waste my little paints, and I bought models so I could paint them with these paints. When my father, we moved him last year to uh, assisted living. He's 91 now. I was cleaning out the house, and I'll be damned. In our garage, my mother saved Roy Scott's box. And I went out there, and I pulled out the box, and damn it, the paint bottles were still in there. And I sat on the floor of the garage, and the paint was unopenable except for one little bottle. And I opened it up, and there was dry paint at the bottom, unused Mm-hmm. And I was too careful with my treasure. And so my New Year's resolution is use your gifts, mm-hmm. whatever they be. That's great. Mm-hmm. Love That's it. Beautiful. That's a perfect story. Love it. Missy Pyle. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to start with, you know, the people who died. Uh, we already did Robin Williams, Joan Rivers. I, I got to do an episode of, um, of, uh, the um, fashion, thank you so much, Sarah. Fashion Police. Mm-hmm. In 2012, I went to the Oscars. She dressed me. Um, so there's this picture of me wearing that. Uh, she dressed me in all these like things that other people had worn to the Oscars. <laughs> so um, she dressed me in the famous Bjork outfit. Uh, and and that was, I did a promo. But when I met her, I came to this, I, they said, you want to do a promo with her? And I said, absolutely. I Who met her. Joan Rivers? Who is Joan Yes, yeah. Joan Rivers. And I was doing for the artist, uh, and it was my first Oscars. And I met her, and she walked up to me with her full face of makeup and a glass of white wine in, like, a to-go cup. And she literally stood like this. Like, she got in front of me. What do you call this? Like, doggy well, she style? Bent over yeah. She bent over. She bent over and said, um, you've been taking it from that dog in the movie here. Why don't you give it to this dog? And it's one of the, I have the picture and I sent you, it's one of the best thing I, anyone's ever done. Like she just, that was just her opener. And I thought like, who is this woman? Anyway, she's amazing. Oh. She was, and she reinvented herself five million times. Million yeah. times. And, and her. Such a sad life and so much dedication to what and she if, did. And if no one's ever seen the documentary about that's Joan. That's what oh my God. Yeah. Amazing. So Gotta forward. see it. Yeah. The best thing ever. Sad on some level, and yes, but also magically inspired. Yeah. What a great woman. Um, Elaine. And I just want to put one more little thing, and I'm not sure if this is completely true, so it may be wrong, but. In her book, she described she did the you know she did the Joan Rivers show for Fox, and it got canceled because it didn't bring in the ratings they thought it was going to bring in. But I'm almost positive that late night show on Fox beat anything that came after it, including really? Arsenio. I'm almost positive. Wow. And um, that Carson may not be quite accurate, but I think it is. Wow. So even it isn't, they it it she you know they kind of canceled it before it's time. Yeah. You know, a friend of mine once asked me, like, when she died, he was saying, he was like, yeah, I'm interested in the fact that everyone is so broken up about the fact that Joan Rivers has died because she spent so much of her career attacking other women. And I'd never thought of that because I grew up loving Joan Rivers and flocking to her. And, and it's only, like, recently since, like, the fashion police thing. But I never thought of it that way. I always thought of just, like, I love Joan. I my mother raised me to attacking like, people though. I think she attacked everybody. It, she attacked herself yeah. Yeah. before she attacked anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Then it's like it's a no holds barred and she's not attacking the the weaklings that aren't there. It's like 
if you're on this field, you're fair game. Going for the jugular. I also do. I don't know that she was necessarily attacking as much as she was making jokes. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. woman made jokes all the yeah. time. And if you were out there, you were fair game. You put yourself on the playing field and she. And I think she did nothing to Milton Berle didn't do or anything like yeah. that. That, you know. She was under she more was scrutiny. Well, and that, uh, that someone says that makes me a little sad because it's like. We've got to respect these women that do this instead of being like, well, they're not the perfect cheerleader for well, all not women. Like, correct. go well, fuck right. yourself. Look at any well, male comic. Well, like, flip is though that, and I know some people that worked as writers on Fashion Police that went on strike about oh, it. Yeah, that that is a different ballpark. It's though. yeah, that that's the only thing that like kind of wait. What are you saying? It to me, like, I don't, I mean, I've heard things about that she didn't treat her writers well that she didn't pay them it was the writing them, staff that, it wasn't yeah. her comedy or it's not her it comedy it was the way that that staff got treated on that right. show but I also yeah. think that's also the business of the well, network she worked on yes. where it's a non-network totally. yeah. 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 yeah for sure for nah, sure she deserves that that's the only thing that like that's the only thing it's not up to the best list it's the only thing that kind of colors it weird for me is like she's an amazing trailblazer and she had to fight so hard always to you know do what she did in a, a do, male-dominated world, especially when she came up through it, even more so than you know. And that I just hate that there's that little asterisk. In a she, sense, I mean, she know? she always had a checkered life. I mean, you know, after her husband committed suicide, yeah. she made a TV movie starring herself about her husband's right. suicide. Yeah. yeah, but so she made these crazy, weird choices at times, but then always resurrected herself. And, I just think about from the documentary her index card thing full of jokes right yeah. and like that to me says everything about yeah. a person and to be like the permanent wow. host of the Tonight Show and then read a list that, and you're not going to be the successor mm-hmm. you're not going to yeah. be the successor and Ever. knowing that and then you know right. Taking a new job, and then Johnny Carson won't talk to you ever, ever again. again. And yeah, she didn't. She never went on NBC again until Celebrity Apprentice, which was how many years later? Like four hundred. Like yeah, three hundred thirty years later. NBC banned her long after Johnny Carson died, and she never did the Tonight Show again until Jimmy Fallon had her on yeah. right before yeah. her death. Yeah. So you know, Leno never had her on. And that was years after Carson had died. What about that scene in the documentary where she says something and one of the audience members is offended by it? And she's, what are you talking about? Right. And he's like, oh, yeah. blah, blah. And she's like, my asthma, blah, blah. And she, she's like, man, 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 this is where the comedy comes from. Yeah. And the person's like, Wah! and about storms death. off in a hop. Oh, yeah. Yep. And she owns it. And she, you know, it all comes from a place of truth and reality. And, and she can back it up. She's just like skewing it. She finds the comedy in pain, or you yeah. know, I, I, yeah. I, I really loved her. I grew up wanting to be her. But. Yeah. Also, Jan Hooks. Mm. Oh, yeah. so sad. I rewatched all of her SNL sketches, yeah. which I had loved, and then you know you don't see them all the time. And she was like a so true awesome. actor yeah. in those, and there was so much heart and compassion because. Then, too, the show was so different that these were scenes. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. always a bit. Like, someone could do a pretty raw kind of scene with a bunch of comedic actors. And to look back at the kind of stuff that she did specifically and with Phil Hartman, oh. it was just like yeah. they were trying things and doing things that made you feel, you know, and laugh. So, so and She's sad. just like oh. pure joy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she's just an, she's an amazing character actress. That's a lot mm-hmm. of people don't about her. Like, she was a great comedian on SNL and stuff like that. But go back and watch her, like, in Pee Wee's. Obviously, she's great. But, like, there's a Wildcats, that Goldie Hawn movie. She's got a bit part in that. And she's hilarious in, like, the seven minutes she's mm-hmm. on screen or whatever. Like, she's just so good so at so everything good. she did. Dude, that so was a real bummer. So glamorous. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was hard. When did she die? 
this year. But no, but, but like, was it like like four August months ago? Maybe yeah. August or August, August, Osage County, August, Osage County, Schmelst. It was Schmelsty o'clock. Yeah. No, that was. Oh yeah, I but loved just, her. I just remember thinking. I remember watching her and being like, "That's who I want to be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the yeah. life I want." You yeah. know. Yeah. And when I get it, I'll let you guys know. Um, <laughs> Elaine Stritch also. Oh yeah. Whoa. Like a what a broad. Yeah. Know, just a great damn old. Just Tommy a beautiful. took a beating dame. this year, man. It yeah. Really this did. year it was like just not another one. For mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the good list, like Elaine Stritch's last show, that one woman show, yeah, that was yeah. had to be one of the greatest one person shows I've ever seen. So wildly entertaining. And she did it at the end of her life. Yeah. I mean, how rare is that? I mean, it's wonderful. And, and how, like, you know, I, I, I just turned 42 this year. And it's funny because, you know, it's this like 40 is a weird, which is also one of my, which is my next. Um, worst thing that happened but it isn't because of turning for two but the idea that as you get older like there's something you've lost which really is like you've actually gained all these you've actually been through so much shit and there's this idea of like oh i'm getting old and you're like what the f- why are we why do we do that to no, ourselves you have less collagen right? in your skin but you have more experiences but also, like, you just you should be able to just sit back and fucking put it on auto <laughs> Play. It's that knee, man. You're in the middle of your decrepitude before yeah. you know it. Yeah. You yeah. missed the beginning. Yeah, and it's it's kind of, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of lovely. I, I, the other thing I want to say is I turned, I had hip surgery this year. Yeah, <laughs> and I uh, had nodules on my vocal cords. And I realized, like, that your body does actually fall apart. Like, there are moments... <laughs> When yeah. your body, your body, like at forty, it does actually like. like you did you have a new knee. hip, or what did you have? No, I had a labral tear, which is not your lab. Everyone's always like, "Was it in your vagina?" Mm. No, it I was, mean, but it was that close. healed itself. Yeah, yeah it moved, 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 moved over. Well, well yes, <laughs> it's like the Joker smile. The part of my I had the best <laughs> night of my life, and then they had to <laughs> sew my hip back on, honey. <laughs> <laughs> But um, anyway, that was tough. Um, then also, um, I was uh, my, one, my fourth thing is the the which is also actually kind of good. But like the, all the domestic, you know, the Greg Rice and Adrian Peterson shit, we're just like these, mm-hmm. you know, NFL players who just are beating the shit out of oh their my children. Like I mean, you know, I I I think we we you know disciplining your child like. We, that maybe people get involved a little too much, but I do think if you're hurting your kid's ball sack, you know, from, uh, I don't know if that's what Adrian Peterson yeah, it was did. Definitely, it was a rough year for the NFL. Yeah, it was rough. I mean, with, with Ray Rice yeah. and Adrian Peterson, and they did not handle them very well at all. And uh, but I feel like on some level, I mean, the NFL is so wrought with you know, there's so much crazy shit with people. Yeah. There's just their heads beaten in, and there's just a whole oh, yeah. world of insanity yeah. going on like there. Crazy. And the allowances so. they're given as a result. Well, because like you're like a Michael huge Vick person and, that's being paid to be a huge bully of a person. And then we're surprised when we give like a huge bully bazillions of dollars and tell him he's a god. We're surprised they do something wrong, right? And then I think there's pretty. I mean, the, the human growth hormone 
breathtaking and all that stuff. And is anyone monitoring any of that? Yeah. Not. Everyone's no. looking the other way. Yeah, I'm, I'm monitoring it, but I'm currently very busy. I'm trying to float my career as an no, actor. Yeah, I'm right. monitoring it, but so I'm, I'm not doing a very good job. Myself. You also just had to wear I'm just really hoping Tim Lincecum will call me, and I'm hoping my website will take off. SarahBurns.com. I'm actually not currently the owner of it, but it's looking good for this year. No, <laughs> it's going to be great guys. <laughs> and my last, my last thing is a movie I haven't even seen, but I have a real problem with the theory of everything <laughs> because it's about his first wife. Who he fucking left yeah. when he could no longer move anything but a finger, right? Didn't he fucking leave? He left. And if you even hear him, like, in the, I went to the Hollywood Film Awards and they're like, this movie is about Stephen Hawking and his wife, oh, his first wife, who he then left. Like, totally. I mean, does he left her, right? Well, I didn't, they, I didn't see I don't the know, screener yet. Yeah, like they don't really, like, when you watch the movie, he they left her to move. Yeah, over exactly. That. And I'm like, guys, he was. Not able to move, but he was able to do, fuck like, a do, new do hot someone girl with. I don't even know what Wait, he was how? fucking her with. His eyes. Oh, they, they made a very a like they made a point of the fact that his yeah, dick very, still worked. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That was a thing and, in the movie and, that know, they really so made wife, a big deal about. You know, did all this stuff for him, and the, and they worked really hard to make a great movie. But then he left his wife. Mm. Flipside, a, though, great performance by Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> I'll give him that. Yeah, I'm, and I and you know benefit of the doubt maybe his wife kind of let herself go yeah <laughs> she did i mean you know she was stuck brushing the hair yeah. the dresses i mean yeah, she was with a guy who couldn't satisfy her and she was like i don't care she, apparently he still could satisfy her yeah. i just feel yeah, like i mean I, I, he's not with the nurse anymore i just have a hard time <laughs> with making a movie that celebrates a genius who left his wife for the nurse well she wrote it I mean, oh, did she? The yeah, nurse wrote the first wife, wife based or the on her wife? The first wife wrote it. Will you steal? So Will you stop? <laughs> I have a point I'm trying to I make. know, but. <laughs> okay, you two get a room. Riding on his coattails. Oh. There you go. She oh, wrote boy. the book. Mira has two faces, says Babs. <laughs> I'm just saying, she is doing the tell all story of, of their relationship, but it's like a lot of these stories. I don't know if you felt the same way. I felt like they left a few little things out. Oh yeah, you know like oh, yeah, how they, they then got divorced because he fucked the nurse with well, his they have eyes. Uh, yeah, but, but the rock and roll nurse goes to your head. You yeah. know, that's always the way it goes. My, my whole thing with that movie is like I thought like Eddie Redmayne was great and Felicity Jones was good too, but it just felt like like acting set piece after acting set piece, and it didn't really feel like a very good complete movie when I was watching it. It, it has the same problem for me. That something like Unbroken has, in, in that it isn't a continuing narrative. It isn't additional narrative information if someone gets more and more and more crippled, you know, as the movie goes along, or if someone gets beaten up again and again and again and again. It isn't like Act Two, now he gets beaten up some more. And it isn't like Act Two, Scene Two, where he gets beaten up some more. It's all. As an audience, for me, it all feels like it becomes the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, Stephen Hawking starts getting crippled, and he's crippled, and he gets more crippled, and he gets more crippled. And I, I get it. You know, as an audience, I'm there. Let's get to the black holes, and yeah. let's let's get to the end of the story. Yeah. You know, and Are you that's going to get into my black hole. 
Again, the, the sexual tension between Whoa. these two tonight has been I didn't want to off say the charts. <laughs> off that was the charts. Be one of my best things in 2015. <laughs> oh, I, the last thing I'll say is my song of the year is um, Hosier's Take Me to Church. Oh, that's a good one. And I'll tell you why because I went to a white elephant gift this year and somebody gave me two CDs and I was like, what? Dick brings CDs to a white elephant because music is so personal. Like you don't want to. I mean, I'd love a set of three flashlights, but I don't want two <laughs> random CDs. And one of them was something else, and one of them was Hozier. And this is like three weeks ago, and apparently this song is huge, yeah. and I'd never heard. It. And we we were like, so I we put it in. Put the first one in. It was sucky. I don't even remember what it was. Second was Hozier. And I loved the song Take Me to Church. And since then, I've listened to it about a hundred times. And I think it's really good. There's a thing in that song, though, that just so reminds Like, I feel like it was lifted from a Pink Floyd song. Where it goes like the da-na, da-na. Like, that, to me, Could feels be. like it's from some Pink Floyd song. I can't he, place it. He also lifted some lyrics from a poet. I don't know. Does anyone know? Mm-mm. Anyway. Um, but that was, he meant to do that. So maybe he meant to. Maybe it was Pink Floyd. There maybe he's a dick. Listen, maybe he and Stephen Hawking should. <laughs> <laughs> and my New Year's resolution is two things. I made a bunch of music in the last four years, so I've been trying to get it out there and go on tour, finish, you know, like getting my music out there, and also slash show my tits more. Yes. Nice. That's wow. my New Year's resolution to see Be more naked of and unafraid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to see more of your breasts. Thank you. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> That's all on our list. So. Uh, Missy Pyle, everybody. Great list. Good job. Sarah Burns. Hi, guys. Um, Hi. Well, I just... Well, I just... <laughs> one step closer to showing your tits. <laughs> you guys don't want to see it. Um, I'm barely thunders. a baby. But um, I just... My dress just popped open. But, um, well, you know, I was looking... <laughs> I've had a lot of cheese, but I was looking at my list <laughs> and it's the seems... table. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 list seems really dark, and I realize that like it is a cult, pop culture. But I apologize in advance. Um, no order or anything, but um, one of the worst things that happened this year, I think, was like the Ebola outbreak. But like yeah. the capper was that asshole doctor who got on the subway system after traveling to Africa yeah. and just like, I'm a doctor. This is my jam. I know what's what. I'm going to take the subway. <laughs> I also like the Dr. Nancy Snyderman on NBC decided to go out to a deli or something. And, yeah. And I'm a doctor. Like, I get she's it. She's like the Today Show doctor. Yeah. And she broke her own like self-proclaimed. Those two oh my dicks. It was disgusting. Like, a dick you know what? And I think she kind of got fired. I need mayo. <laughs> I'm going downtown. You guys, <laughs> I think it's worth the risk. Seriously, the sandwich is dry. <laughs> this avocado and hummus sandwich is dry. But so I think that, you know, the Ebola outbreak was great, but like the absolute kind of like, what is the word for someone who's so self-absorbed? Uh, narcissism. The possibility of caring. Because I remember, like, when they brought that guy in the suit uh, off the plane into the hospital in Atlanta, I was like, here we go. Yeah. This is like a Dustin Hoffman film waiting to happen. I know. And now I, here we are. I'm a little disappointed. I was like, no, 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 no,
Central. Oh, okay, okay. I see it. I see it. <laughs> a bit. Anyway, that, I felt like that asshole who rode yeah. the subway. Because, yeah. like, you know, he, there's always some jackass on the subway who's, like, eating shrimp or, like, popping pimples or just, you know, I, mm-hmm. speaking from, I've watched Airing it. out their balls. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> masturbating by rubbing their knees back and forth together at, like, a, you know, quick pace. Does that work? <laughs> no, I've tried. Not, I can't. Is this a, is, I mean, unless is this you're a life the, act? going all the way to Shea, yes. Yeah. But if you're on a quick stop, no. But like all the stuff you see on the subway, and then there's a, like it's like that. I'm from anyway. That number one, that person should be shot. But um, I, number two, I thought was interesting that um, the torture report that came out got less attention. Than the interview being pulled from mm. theaters, like people were like, "Oh yeah, the torture for raisins in the butthole." But why is a Seth Rogen James Franco vehicle being pulled? Like, yeah, I thought that was yeah. interesting, and it says a lot about our. Um, somebody said too, like if you ina- if you talk about the torture report, it takes away from the actual horror of it because it like lessens the impact. And I guess it did because a week later we were like worrying about the interview being pulled. But mm. anyway, I didn't see the interview and I probably won't. But um, <clears throat> I, I, but please hire me, Seth. And not, <laughs> um, not interested. Yeah, I just was like, I'm terrified. I'll be watching it, and Kim Jong Un will find me. Which brings me to another thing. I'm jumping ahead, but I was it this year that Kim Jong Un um, executed his uncle by dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. scared me. Wait, but I heard what? that wasn't true. Yeah, I don't think that was okay. true. For the week oh. it was true, it was the worst week of my life. It oh, it wasn't I true. Wanna, I wouldn't I be love the you. least bit surprised. <laughs> that same one. Mrs. Yeah. They tied him to a or patio lar- chair. A large, <laughs> I, there is and a Steven gift was there just for like, whoever wins yeah. this podcast Go. tonight. It's a pit bull for Steven. <laughs> Although it was it. the worst. It was the worst hour of my life when I read that thing. To where I went on, I went on Snopes, and I went. I w- started looking all over to see if this was true about the dogs tearing the guy up because yeah. it was giving me waking nightmares. And then they said, "No, no, it's not true." No. I, I think spent- it is true. He had gout. He yeah. d- he did. His ankles were ridiculous. And he did kill the guy. Yeah, I think he, he did. I don't mind being killed, but I don't want to be like the thought of me because I just kept imagining like you know, and I I mean like you know. I'm, people are p- pities. I think get like a real bad rap, and I think they're like great dogs. But you know, like you know, but any dog that is going to tear me apart, I'm. <laughs> well, because I was like, oh my god! You can train them to tear a person you, apart. They can also yeah. be really. They have the dogs. mechanisms. If you're a monster. Of, yeah. You can make them monster. Yeah. They, they're bred to have like the mechanisms of tearing. Yeah, a, a I would like world to point out that you said I don't mind being killed. <laughs> So you might want to you might want to retract that okay. statement. Can uh, we take this album? No, I, don't know. I, I, I do mind being nice killed. But yeah. I, you know, yeah. like 2015 is just so nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, like death by applesauce. Yeah. Great, awesome. I'll pork, take. Chops yeah. pork chops and applesauce. I have a little pork chops and applesauce. I don't eat pork, arrow but and I didn't know it was that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit I by like be poisoned, but really very poisoned. like if okay Quiet. if, if Mr. Whiskey came and just yeah. kind of like what's the theme song? Yeah, Mr. choked Whiskey me out. Great. What we need awesome. is the whiskey man. <laughs> whiskey man was the dream of our life. And 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 a whiskey. Is that the Trueblood song? That's the one that they blast over the. Oh God. 
if I had a, if I sold whiskey, I would call it whiskey business. Because how could no. you not? Oh. How could you not? Oh, and you, you would always wear are underwear you? and sunglasses. Cole, oh, yeah. what yeah. are you, you doing would, here? You and why have you not oh. started that? I know. Why are whiskey we in your home? Be why aren't we in your mansion? Yeah, that would be great. All my, good ideas, all my good ideas fall in deaf ears. What are you doing all your ideas with that instead of whiskey business? All right. Whiskey business copyright 2015. Cold Dread. Make it happen. Whiskey you don't do it. I'm, I'm taking it in 2016. Why are you taking jokes for Taffy when you came up with whiskey business? What a Yeah, meow, 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 meow. Oh, whiskey dick is a different business. Oh, whiskey dick. It's like a guy named Richard. He's driving the truck. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know the colloquialism. Steven, no one's Dick calling whiskey. you Whiskey Dick. That's whiskey not the Dick lead character's have name, a job. Mr. Whiskey. Because Whiskey Dick is like, I've been living under my mother's thumb for 25 years. Now she's <gasps> yeah, I'll drive friend. this truck. I'll drive this truck. My mother can tell people that. Yeah. Whiskey, di- whiskey business with Mr. Dick, with Whiskey Dick? Star? <laughs> Richard Whiskey. When this is turned into a television <laughs> show, I want to play with the sister <laughs> or the brother. <laughs> Guys, if you don't leave immediately, <laughs> somebody who like, listens to this is going to. No, but leaving right it. now in the podcast is like that chick who leaves naked and afraid on the Let's 21st do day. It. Right. She gets a parrot head and she's like, I'm out. If we leave right now, it's like we've just, it was just. I can't have another podcast. I is. It's going straight to my house. <laughs> I've got to go home and get on a treadmill because that parrot head is going to my thigh. I'm never going to get in my bathing suit. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's the I'm naked and afraid ever. You've got beaky thighs. You've got oh, beaky thighs. Beaky blinders. Why I exploded out of my dress is because I've had too many parrot heads. <laughs> I hope, I hope like someone is still listening to this. <laughs> Everyone who's listened to this Oops, is dead. What a ride. <laughs> Lots of voices. Oh, no. Which a reminds me, whiskey was drunk before one and between one and two. Yeah, I've had seven glasses of wine. I'll probably live here for a few. Oh no! If I have an eighth glass of wine, I'll be shot dead on the street. But um, which you won't mind. No, which yeah. you know I'd love oh, to. Oh yeah, that's a good way to go. As long as it's not a pitfall. What a gift! We're, we're fairly near a dog park dead. though, so yeah. be careful <laughs> when you're walking. Just the idea of these—I kept imagining these men cowering and, and being torn apart by dogs. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Um, I levity or because I now have um, one that might bring levity and one that might bring darkness. But you have to choose. Put it yeah. together. Do I do dark or lev? Lev. Okay. Well, I thought that this year was I'll do dark. Well, I, I didn't even. I'm like Missy. I'm not. Even, um, just the fact that like. Well, I thought one of the worst things that happened this year was that like. Um, when Michael Brown was shot in Ferguson and then yeah. that guy Eric Garner was yeah. died from a chokehold and oh. both of them were just kinda like, Well Was you this know, your levity pick? This was the thriller. This was the fun hee hee hee. Right? Like this is the breathe. next Seth Rogen like, thing I'm get that right. out of your fucking head. I can't breathe. I can't like, breathe. And it doesn't go anywhere. And it's okay. I can't breathe. Like, like that that's like that's very that says a lot like the value of a life in this country. Yeah. Like I thought that was like a a terrible moment in the world, and um, and then moving right along, um, but uh, 
because uh, I'm happy. Um, I thought that like all the awards for American Hustle were uh, completely oh my ridiculous. God. I think you I did the wrong order. Right now, American <laughs> Hustle just suck my like, ass. Uh, I saw <laughs> terrible movie. I, you know, I, I saw it. I was like, I like the wig work. Yeah, the wig work. The wig work. Explosion at the wig work. I think the worst. I think the working title of that film was "Let's Play Dress Up." Yeah, because that's what it felt like to me. The whole movie. Let's someone buy some awards. Yeah, it really was like, and please hire me, Harvey. But like, it was also like, like, wow, this whole thing is a farce. Like, I really, I love watching the Golden Globes. I like watching people get drunk, and I, I love the Academy Awards and the Emmys. I think they're fun, and the parties are cool. But this was just like, someone wrote a check, like. Um, who's that? Jennifer Lawrence like was on the screen for a second and won an award because she's part of our genetic DNA that she's a good actress. Like, but she's also twenty years too young to play that part. Yeah, oh, if, her, if, yeah. If, if they just swapped her and Amy Adams' roles, yeah. I would have yeah. been a lot better, in my opinion. I thought oh, that's that's a that's, that's oh, smart. Second run at a whiskey business, honey. Wow, just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, crazy. but I'm gonna need your autograph because yeah, <laughs> we're gonna talk to Harvey. We'll remake that movie soon. It should happen. But just all those Thank awards. You for saying that out loud because I think a lot of times, a lot, I mean, but all of the awards are they're all yeah. they're it's all, all it's like you know you're in the game you're in the it's game. It's the only show where um, the Ferguson and American Hustle is in the same <laughs> the same and the one that yeah, gets podcast. a little more heat is American Hustle. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Ferguson it was bad. Yeah, that, that, was, that was bad. Oh, oh American Hustle. Remember, Grand jury doesn't didn't give a shit. Well, it won it won so many awards and it was like how best picture last year. Oh, Ellen God, Selfie. I can never remember. Selfie? Ellen Selfie. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to Which is why it shows you how important the Oscars are, really. Because you can shit. never remember the next year. That was like that was like 12 months ago. <laughs> right? My life was like so... Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. It's over oh, slip. That was very important. All right. Important movie. All right. I'm out. All right. What's your, uh, what's what's your, your song? song? Oh, oh, gosh. This was hard. Come um, on. Sick puppy. Skinny puppy. It, oh, well. Weapon. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I didn't actually choose Weapon by Skinny Puppy. I chose You're Simply the Best um, by, uh, I think it's Tina, Tina Turner, Turner um, because uh, it's been kind of an interesting year for me of change and craziness. But um, I-, I sang the song a lot with my friends this year. So I would say, like, You're Simply the Best is the song. Aww. And my New Year's resolution is. A two-parter. I want to, like, start painting again. Mm. I'm a shitty painter. I'm not good. Like, a painting again implies that I'm, like, talented. It's not. just want to start, like, doing visual art and, um, you know, just saying yes more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say yes. My resolution for you, and I say this to me, too, is that you wouldn't say I'm a shitty painter. Right. Yeah. Oh, like, I just want to paint. Like, mm-hmm. I, you wouldn't say it because I do it all the time, too. It's like, right. I'm so shitty at that. Just to, just to take that out of my vocabulary. Yeah. Basically, and just be like, I'm going to paint because I like paint. it. I'm going to paint. Yeah. Uh-huh. Done. What she said. No vote, no quality. Nice. This one. Just to bring up one little thing from the book of Deuteronomy. <laughs> As you do. One De- little thing just to, just to make this so much fun is that back in the old days, in the old days and in the Talmud, what, 2,000 years ago, they talked that there is a difference between thinking something and saying something. That there was a power in thinking something, ideating is powerful to do, but doesn't have the same power of saying it because saying 
becomes a deed. And Deuteronomy, Devarim in Hebrew, Devarim, has several meanings. And one of the meanings of Devarim is words, but the other meaning is things. And the tricky thing about that book is it's that the words become things. Mm. So you must be very, very careful about self-deprecating humor where you say that you're a shitty painter or I'm shitty doing this because the fucking words Mm. become things and you become that. So you have to be very careful about slapping a good actress and people are going to know you as a shitty painter. Yeah. (laughs) But I, does anybody want to bring Sarah? No, she's a shitty painter. She's a shitty painter. On the other hand, it wouldn't kill you to take some lessons. (laughs) (laughs) But it is true because if you think about it, you want to sell the sizzle. You don't want to be like, I'm really shitty. I'm really shitty. I'm really shitty. Because eventually people are like, yeah, uh, I don't have a lot of time to figure this person out. I'll just, I'll just say what I've been told. Uh, The shitty painters here. I like that, yeah. yeah. Saying it out loud. I'm amazing you know, at it. Be careful. Yeah. And only what you're making real. Right. You I have to be really careful. What you say. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, just like uh, how you craft what comes out of your mm-hmm. mouth. Like, mm-hmm. dude. Teronomy. Yeah. Teronomy. Sarah Burns, everybody. Good list. Good list. Michael Hitchcock. Well, I'm going to start with the fun one that you sort of touched on, but uh, one of the worst things I thought of 2014 was the obnoxious selfie at the Oscars with mm. Ellen DeGeneres. That was on my list, too. Meryl I just do it. Brad Pitt, <laughs> Julia Roberts, Kevin Spacey, Bradley Cooper, and Katniss Everdeen. I thought, <laughs> I just thought it was obnoxious, and then you found out that it was also a commercial. Sponsored by yeah. Samsung. Ugh. I just, I just wanted to shake every one of them, and and then you find out later that poor Liza Minnelli's trying to get into the picture and <laughs> yeah. and didn't make it, and you there's like a <laughs> I there's see like that a movie. oh it's there's a shot <laughs> up from behind where she's trying to get in, but she didn't make it in time. Yes, right. I saw and, that. Oh, it's terrible. It's so sad. <laughs> it's such a popular just, club. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm the Liza of every. I know. Fucking yeah, we're gonna get out of the high school in high school. Never. No, not in Hollywood. Never. Not in Hollywood. Yeah, it's just one of those things where like, wah, wah, wah. Is there bad ever going to happen to Meryl Streep? I don't know. <laughs> Did I you love her. Did you cast a so, spell when you yeah, said that? Because it's all creepy. Yeah. yeah. So, no. <laughs> Tomorrow I, she's going to like not be able to find like her bookcase. I don't know. This I just sense. want somebody to be like, oh, Meryl Streep really wanted that part. She didn't get it. Oh, she auditioned for the part. I got it, and I loved it. No, I'm just kidding. Mom, that that was seven years ago. Give it up first. But like, yeah, yeah, she wanted... We go out for a lot of stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love her. I do too. Yeah, but let's no, she's, be honest. She's incredible. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to start on that one. Then I had I had Bill Cosby, of course. I think everybody yeah. did on that list. Then Joan Rivers, I had that too. But the other one we haven't mentioned, which needs oh, to be yeah. mentioned, is... And it was kind of the worst PSA for anti-drug use ever. was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Oh, and that yes. just killed yeah. me. I mean, yeah. who knew mm-hmm. that that was lurking under all of that. I had no idea. So sad. That was Yeah, that so was crazy. When that happened, sad. it was in the middle of Sketchfest and Sarah was coming up from Enlightened and like I think Laura knows him and like that was one of those things. She worked on the master with him. Yeah, on the master and we were like, uh oh. That's <laughs> another one I was sure was a hoax. Yeah, it felt and then, surreal. Yeah, it was just but like, I so admire his career and just his so good. Oh, he's so good. Like, and, whoa. Yeah. And I mean, he's not your typical, see. like, blast. Like, that's the thing. Like, you're told in Hollywood you have to be, like, Brad Pitt or you have to be this, like, chiseled. But you actually 
don't and you shouldn't be because mm-hmm. you're more intriguing when you're not just like a crush, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and he's like, amazing in A Most Wanted Man, that movie that came out this year. Like, it's like one of his last performances. It's based on a Jean Le Carré thing. It's like a spy thing. But he plays like this, like, like cop guy in like Berlin or something. So he has this like thick, like accent, like Germanish accent. And you kind of forget it's Phil Hoffman after a while. Like it's just, he's really, really good in it. So I recommend that. Yeah. Just crazy. Just horrible. Can I ask a question, which I know we don't have a lot of time. You can cut this out if it doesn't come out, but (laughs) I've always wondered because I've never had like a serious drug addiction, but I've always kind of wondered like, what does that do to your performance as an actor? Do you know what I mean? Like, there are people who... I don't even know if that is... I mean, just think about, like, your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just uh, right. how do you get through the day? I, I don't know. But I just... There's people a probably... level of, to me, in my brain, in my fantasy of Missy, drug, the drug addict Missy, there's, there's this, like, I would perform... Better? Intensely I better. I don't, even I think though you, I would I don't be would. maybe a monster on set but I might be able to reach but some people like maybe need that or some people like like I just read this thing the other day and I was like oh my god this is so profound and I was like we need and I'm misquoting it but it's like we need art because the truth will kill us without it it's like Nietzsche like I'm fucking it up completely but like some people need drugs because it'll Kill them not to have. I don't, I don't know. What am I trying to say? Some oh, people no, are better they, for they, they, you. Pro intravenous drugs. I'm drugged out right now. <laughs> I have been getting up and drugging out. I'm drugging hard. I'm going in the bathroom. I'm going to drug drug now. I'm drugging. But <laughs> you know, for me, I'm a better guy um, for the drugs I, that I do. I think you know. In answer to the Missy question over here, I, I just think that uh, a lot of great acting has nothing to do with what you feel, but it's listening to what the other person's doing. And when you're high on anything or when you're drunk, you don't listen as well. Yeah. And and consequently, you're not in the moment, and consequently, you're not as good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may chew on some furniture a lot, but you're not as good. Well, I think probably the side that drugs do help, quote-unquote, people is inhibitions because artists are often so self-loathing and everything else. So... Maybe it would take. Why me. did you point at yourself when you? Said uh, that? I didn't. I was pointing at Mike. Actually, um, that is absolutely. <laughs> no, but like I think that's why people, why so many great people end up being drug addicts. It's not because it actually makes them better. It's just because it shuts the voices in their head yes. a little bit more. But I don't think it makes them better performers. I think it makes them doubt themselves less. So. You don't doubt yourself, Missy. You're fine. I'm just curious. You're perfect. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean. But if you wanna, if you wanna like. I'm going to get a little crazy with me. Yeah, we'll yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, to, yeah. to go. Brownies and, uh, is what They say on the Today Show, we're going to change it to a lighter mode. <laughs> um, I couldn't break my addiction in 2014 to watching house flipping shows, Ooh. including mm. Flipping wow. Boston, Flipping San Diego, Flipping Las Vegas, Row House Showdown, Property Brothers, Rehab Addict, Love It or List It, yes. <gasps> flip Men, Flip or Flop, Fixer Upper, Renovate to Rent, Flip oh, the Block, fuck. and Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. <laughs> Look at the poetry wow. in the order was also How magnificent. How did you have time? I, I I get up early and I can't. I just get. Do you sleep? Oh, yeah, do you just, renovate your own place? Are you into well, I, I do. I do own a house, and it just, there's something there's something interesting about watching people struggle through their weird renovations, mm-hmm. but also like selling it for a profit. It just sounds so fantastic. <laughs> Um, did you do any? Did you sell any? No, never, ever. Are you kidding? Did you do anything? No, no, no. Everything 
He's watching oh, yeah. the damn shows all the time. And I'm telling you, and Vanilla Ice goes Amish is, oh my gosh. How you, could it not you, be? It's fantastic. I, I kind of like want to take, put a, put down a beat and have you like read that list. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like a it very be, beautiful list. Yeah. beautiful poem. No, there's a, I, I don't know. They're great shows and I just can't get enough of any one of them. <laughs> and so, and I could go on and on about every one of them for a half an hour. So I won't now. <laughs> but like if you ever want to do a pop culture about flipping house shows. We've got, I guess. There you go. Oh, proper name. And they have like three shows on HGTV. They're twin Canadians. And the only reason you can tell that... Are they as well? They're Canadian. Are they August Osage County? It's like a Canadian tuxedo. One's a construction worker and the other is the real estate agent. Oh, great pair. It's a great pair. And one has like a weird streak in his hair. He's nervous. He's fucking his brother. He's stressed out. I'm not saying that is or isn't the truth. So but there's a construction very worker, a house flipper, a cowboy, an Indian. <laughs> it's the great, yeah. A police officer. He's a house flipper, uh, yeah. but he's yeah. flipping yeah. his brother. Uh, <laughs> what's the one where they, um, House Hunters International? That's not considered a flipper show. That's not a flipper one, but yeah. That's a good one. And that it makes you want to flip out. Fake, yeah, I could They flip supposedly out. fake that they one. Where they never choose mm. to fucking What I do is I watch hot. House Hunters International and I toggle it with the Weather Channel to see if when they buy the home in Honduras, it's going to get wiped out by the hurricane. And I just go back and forth. Steven. When I saw, I I once saw House Hunters where there's they interviewed a screenwriter in quotes, and it turned out to be a woman I know who literally threw coffee on someone up at Runyon Canyon when they parked in her space when she was hiking. So she's crazy. And I thought, oh, and now she's on this crazy, you know, House Hunters. So it was. What's the show Ian did? What's the, one he was on? What's the one he was on? Oh, he did Wasn't an HGTV on? show, yeah. Yeah, where they did his house. They did, and it actually turned out really good. It really did, yeah. He, I, we have a friend who uh, is the co-creator of Glee, and oh, they redid his house, and it was yeah, really, and it turned out great. Sometimes you always think they turn out terrible, but... I've seen it. It looks so amazing. So that's the, the place he's currently in, that place? Yeah. yeah it's and a, it's a held up. Yeah. It didn't even fall apart after like two weeks. That's what I always think about those shows. Yeah. Nice Especially life. those like MDF rooms they do for kids where it's like, you're yeah. into cars? Yeah. Oh, he's not going to be into cars for four more days. Like, don't do that. I don't need a race car bed. Come on. Oh, that always happened on like... I oh, so yeah. regret my race car bed. Yeah. The race car bed. Still bed. sleeping in it. Yeah. Yeah, they did that. They would do that on... What's that it's one on my ABC car. that was... I live in it. Extreme. Home makeover. Yeah, just crashed your car. Every into your room house. was the biggest theme that you know the kid's going to be over in a month. Wait, was that that Ty Pennington show? Yeah, yeah. So like, he's on this show called On the Menu, which is Emerald Lagasse, and they bring these really, really real amateur chefs to like you're going. One of you's going to get like Wait, a thing why on are the amateur Denny's. Chefs? They're really short. Yeah. Uh, well, just did a very demeaning job. They, they, they're, they're all like tiny, like it's a reality show. Gifts. They eliminate them one at one at a time per episode. Uh, th- a four foot eleven amateur. Chef. One of them's going to get something on the Denny's <laughs> menu or the Chili's menu or the California Pizza menu like that, right? Menu is just heating but up I had never, microwave. I had never seen Ty Pennington before, and I didn't realize that he does like a voice, and like it kind of makes me crazy because everything he does is like one of you home cooks yeah. is gonna get one of your dishes right. on the menu. <laughs> I'm gonna go real slow and break it down for you, and I'm like, wow, ah! how, why is he sought after? I don't, I don't get Ty Pennington. I'm putting it out there because I've got a voice. That I'm gonna do. <laughs> they had one where, like, it was they, they interviewed like a teenage, and you could tell he was probably a stoner. And he said, like, "What do you like to do?" And he said, "I like to fly." Sort of like you know terms for like drug use. Oh. But then he got like a like a airplane theme for his bedroom, including peanut bags from Southwest Airlines for curtains in his bedroom. Oh, I I thought, oh my god! Oh, he's gonna get beat up on the way home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Big room. Hang yourself in. Horrible. Hang yourself Who's ready in. for early bird yeah. check-in? Oh, yeah. I think it's Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I was oh, crazy. I would go crazy if someone came into my house and told me how to decorate, decorate yeah, it. Yeah, me too. If someone was like, you like parents. <laughs> well, let me show you your new closet. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't go into that. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not fitting into any of my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go in here, I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to want parrot heads, and I'm also going to want to look nice. I can't eat all this fat. I'm going to love that diet. I just bought a duvet cover from Restoration Hardware, and I got it, and it, I put it on my bed. It doesn't look the same. I'm furious. <laughs> You're furious. Oh, spent four hundred dollars uh, on. Pillows take and shams. Back. Take it back. Take it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, back, sham yeah. is in the word. I know, and it's just absolutely. But they have nice stuff. Yeah, not really. I when know. It came oh. in. Oh, there goes your sponsor. Oh, damn it. oh thanks, no. Restoration Hardware. It looked like it was embroidered on in on the thing on the computer on the picture, and then when I got it home, it was just like a stamped pattern. Mm. Oh, some shading. No. Yeah. yeah, they have a really nice wood and wicker bed that I've been eyeing for a while. It's very expensive. Well, you should go like, look at it. it. It's probably, yeah. yeah. My song for 2014 <laughs> is "Don't Stop Believing" by Ooh. the Glee Cast. Yeah. Oh, hey, and the reason why is because I'm a writer on Glee, and I, I, I appear once You're a year a magic as, man. Uh, as um, a deaf choir coach. And Stephen <laughs> Tobolowsky was on Glee. And, yes. Uh, and this this year, Glee's coming to an end. So this has been my life for the past couple of years. So for all you Gleeks out there, don't stop believing. It doesn't Aww. end. How many it's more episodes are you guys shooting? We shoot, there's, we're airing 13, uh, and we shooting? have three more to shoot. Oh, yeah, God. so we're coming to I'm, the end Missy's, of a very bittersweet, um, bittersweet run. I feel like you're not hearing me. Well, I heard you. I, yeah. We'd love to have you on the show. It'd be great. If we ever had adults on the show, which we I can play a 16-year-old. Yeah, you could play 16. You How could dare easily, you? You could easily <laughs> play 16. I'm, I'm a freshman <laughs> here. At, uh, you could play like a teen mom easily. Yes, come there on. You go. I'd like to audition for the role of grandfather time. Um, <laughs> what a great show, though. That I'd like to do the whiskey oh, yeah. man that bends yeah. the space-time continuum. It's the whiskey man. It's a show that most of the time doesn't make a lick of sense. No, but we sure but have fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. But it, it, it gives it, it, it gives like it showcased so many cool different. It changed. It was like, huge. It, it was a huge thing for our culture. Huge, no, yeah, but no, I mean, no, I, I, I'm not to say that it's no, not still because I think it still is. But it just in that it changed everything. Well, there's yeah. something for the underdog in all of us, and I hope that none of us lose that in our yeah. lives. Yeah. That's, yeah, it brought it brought like you know any kind of mixed relationship of any type to. Uh, you know, absolutely the forefront of just normalcy, and I yeah. think that, yeah, that yeah. was it's beautiful. It's also, showing no that, one like, else has done that. Like that I remember thing. when I saw the pilot, and before I had anything to do with it, and I thought, "Oh, there's a kid in a wheelchair mm-hmm. as part of a Glee club," and I kind of laughed. And then after the third episode, it seemed normal, and now it doesn't yeah. seem like anything. Tr- well, yeah, and, yeah. and now football there's a coach. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's and just it's normal. It's, and, and just that's like six years later. genius, and just the fact that so like, genius. You know, a student isn't necessarily like just a cheat over there. Like you can yeah. be like a jock and a Renaissance person. You can be like this and that. Like you're not just like and the kind of fans that's mobilized is like mm-hmm. young people across all different kinds of any kind of social. I think it era, changed you know? the face of television. I really yeah. do. That I show killed it. It's it's, uh, it's 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 definitely part of the pop culture icon, and it's yes. uh, not just pop culture uh, though, but like culture. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a pleasure to work on. And, uh, we've had a lot of ups and downs with Corey Monteith dying. Yeah, um, yeah. Right. Just you know, it's just it's been it's been a rough patch for a couple of years because yeah. of him. Really, yeah. and he was such a great guy. 
And but anyway, so don't stop believing, Gleeks. So that was my song I for like 2014. That. And my resolution is I want to run in a marathon or learn to play guitar or get a six-pack or find happiness or find a new job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. I want to run in a marathon, too. I'd, I'd start with the six-pack yeah. on that yeah, list. That's <laughs> easy. You mean the one at the grocery store? Yeah. Or do you mean the I stomach? Meant the, I meant the stomach. Oh, well, Nat- I was thinking yeah. natural eyes. I think I've got a one-pack. Start with the job. Yeah. Any job. Yeah. yeah. Any mm-hmm. job. All right. Vanessa's taking us home. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Most of mine have already been done, which is good. Um... I had Bill Cosby, I had Robin Williams, yes. and I had police violence against blacks, mm-hmm. um, which I could go into so much more detail, and I know we all could, but I think it's been a horrific year, uh, and I think that the things that we've seen and heard via testimony and then via video in cases and seen the, the fallout from, I, I've never been so shocked. And like I feel like a pretty aware person that follows politics and is interested but this was the first year I felt really disgusted by the outcome of things that I feel like we all know better. And I feel like if you just changed the circumstance and it was a white person, it would have been a different outcome. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in my memory, I don't have things in the forefront of my mind that have been like, well, if that was a white person, that would have been different. This year it felt very clearly that like we have a big problem in this country. And I think it's a great country. I mean, you know, look at... Look at the world. We do have a, a really progressive place, and it, it is wonderful in a lot of ways. But I was so saddened in the last few months that there was so much evidence and so much footage and so many testimonies and the way that it fell to the wayside. But that's been so upsetting this year. It's uh, like there's a lot of amazing, great police officers yeah. out there, but there's a lot of bad ones, too. And, and you watch you documentaries about any court case, too, like like Memphis 3 and all these things that you look back at. And even Serial, I think the way we all got so engrossed in it is a great example of how many sides there are to a story and what we choose to believe and the narrative we go with. And, like, I don't know. I don't. I think that's a sucky part of being a grown-up is when you realize the amount of things that aren't right or wrong and it's just yucky and then bed rest was one of my worst ones which sounds petty but it was really scary at the time i have a beautiful baby now i had a really rough two years and i had three months on bed rest with my baby oliver who is healthy and and well but it was a really dark time because i didn't know if he was going to make it the whole time and it's horrible to be on bed rest and if you ever have a friend on bed rest don't say like oh i wish i was on bed rest i'd love to watch tv it's horrible (laughs) like you are worrying about a life the entire time you are alone it is dark you don't have any escape like it is a yucky yucky time but missy came uh you were one of the highlights of bed rest and brought like that's on my resume (laughs) i go to a lot of bed rests food beverages crafts from wendy bed rest (laughs) My friend Lisa, bed rest. <laughs> you mean, know how to do it. I, I know how to you do bed rest. You know how to do it. Um, it was so... If was, anyone in 2015 is on bed rest, Missy Pyle. I might do a little bit. Well, what is bed rest exactly? Because I... Well, it's different for everybody. But for me, it was because of like a history of loss. So a bad cervix. I ended up in the hospital on this pregnancy when everything was going well. And then they were like, oh, now you can't move, <laughs> basically. Your cervix wasn't able to... Like the, My cervix couldn't hold. Take it out. Yeah. So basically, I had a baby growing great. Everything was great. And this had happened before. And then, like at six months pregnant, 
they were monitoring me really closely because of my history. I ended up in the hospital again because I went into labor too early. They were able to calm that down. They, like, sewed me up. And then, Oy. like, all the way to the stitch, the baby is, like, pushing, pushing, pushing. And there's no reason mm. for it. Like, the cervix is a big mystery to doctors, which is crazy. I mean, anyone that's listening that's had any kind of fertility issue, like... The amount of things about the female body that nobody has taken the time to figure out is so frustrating. I don't even know wow. if it's that, though. I feel like, you know, I, I saw a ton of fertility doctors, yeah. and, and they were always like, we don't... The, one of the main things they'd say is, we don't know why this happens. I just and it's feel about, like if like men 12, had it, they'd figure it out. And maybe I'm wrong. No, I hear what you're saying, and I, I think you could be right in the next 20 years, but I do think it's, it's so much of it has to do with... Uh, other than what you're talking about, yeah. I think so much of it has to do with, you know, emotion and stress yeah. and things that are not necessarily things we can uh, absolutely record. Yeah. We, we had a little conversation before we mm-hmm. started, and I think it would do everybody benefit to say what you did on your bed rest because I think it's really unique and I think it's well, really thanks. positive. Well, last year we did this podcast, this very podcast. I was on bed rest. We did it when I was on my back on the couch and yeah, everybody else was sitting around me. Around the um, and I'd only been on it for two weeks. But I just made a lot of rules for myself, which I would encourage anybody in any kind of tough situation to do because it gives you purpose. And I made sure I didn't watch any media before 6 p.m. So that was because I think you could binge on TV and like rot your ba- brain really quickly. I read a lot of books and I gave myself tasks like... I tried to learn to knit. I tried to learn Spanish. I like all these things I didn't ever have time to do. I read nonfiction. I wrote reviews of everything I read. I like wrote more letters, handwritten letters. And somehow the time all passed. And um, I also had a really great network of friends and John, but I didn't have a day without a visitor that whole time. And um, it was it was tough, but it was it ended up great. But it was a real test, and I do think that like people's physical stuff, like knees or whatever, gets kind of written off by people because it sounds petty. But you live in a body, and mm-hmm. it's sort of terrifying yeah. sometimes. Yeah, we don't pay very much attention to our bodies, even though we're focused on them all the time. Yeah, even though yeah. we obsess about them and we hate them mm-hmm. in a million ways, we don't love com- them very much. No, we, we don't, don't think how ever do that. Yeah, what we do is like I fucking love my body, <laughs> except for yes. Cole. Oh, Cole, he's well, rubbing his knees we together. We all love Cole. <laughs> I mean, like. That's why we're all here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My middle name is Adonis. You all knew that. <laughs> yeah. The only time I ever visited a woman on bed rest is when I held the hand of my drama teacher in high school when she had shingles. <laughs> because, and the only reason I got invited was because I had played Jesus and Godspell. Oh, and I, that's Michael Hedgecock. That's why you write for Glee. Yeah, and I think she thought I had magical powers. <laughs> That is my favorite. <laughs> I know one of my favorite moments in 2015. Just got it, baby. Yep. Um, and then I'll keep it in the same vein and say the Kardashians for my final one. Yeah. Uh, they just keep coming and they Why won't they stop they? coming. And there are new dramas and there are new, like, butts, yeah. butts and butts yeah. and injections Oof. and denials. And I am so ready for us as a nation to be, like, Shut it resigned. down. 
Shut it we down. Got, we can't Maybe go in the there, first guys. episode of Whiskey Man, <laughs> he yeah. can take out the Kardashians, but, but really take them. He out. runs them over <laughs> with you his know, whiskey individually, truck. Individually, maybe they're fine, but you attach that last name and you put them in that place, and it is just Stephen. This is thing. up to oh. you. I'm still not quite sure. Yeah, the perfect I, storm that is the Kardashians. I don't, I don't even know what. Do I don't either. I don't either. I don't understand oh. who they are and why anyone cares. I'll tell you who they are. They're people with downtime in hotels. Uh, they're people with downtime in hotels. That's how they got to be as famous as downtime they are. Downtime in hotels. I had a ton they own of, hotels? No, I had a ton of downtime in a hotel once. Oh. I was like working on a movie in Atlanta and things, you know, like the schedule got changed. And I was just like, mm. And you did a, a, and I a shoot with, with your butt, naked butt, butt show? I, I, you I, did just, I broke the internet with my big old butt. But <laughs> I rubbed a bunch of oil on it. And no, but I, I watched the Kardashians. And then when I travel now, it becomes this thing like, oh, I'll just watch the Kardashians. And then once, like a year ago, like last January, I was in Philadelphia in a hotel room, and I put on Keeping Up the Kardashians, and the TV broke, and I couldn't change the channel. There was no image. I couldn't turn it off. I oh couldn't my shut gosh. the volume. This and it was is a, card- a dream. This was, no, this is, this is no exit. Like, this is the second end of no exit. And they were like, I just don't understand. Like, we're all just trying to go to Greece. And like, I don't know why. You could have unplugged game. it from the wall. Couldn't. Oh, I never thought of that. I could have smashed with a bat. But like it was 3 a.m. and I was like, and it, all night long I was waking up and it was just like, I don't get it. We're just like trying to see a giraffe and like Kim will just come see the giraffe. That's so important. And then I'd like fall asleep and they're like, I don't get it. Like we're just trying to like go to Pinkberry and like Kim won't go to Pinkberry. It was like all night and I couldn't do anything and it broke me and I'm good. I'm set and I'm done. And they're be- the beautiful, the, the beautiful women, you know. And they're really genetically better than all of us. But I fucking don't ever want to hear them speak. No, I can't. I really can't take it anymore. And I don't know what they've become and how they keep going. And why and are there's they always why? more of them? Yeah. And now they keep drumming up new drama. I think they're that good looking. I don't. I they're real. Like, them. where did her lip come from? Like every day, there's a new yeah. conspiracy. I don't care where her lip. Kylie and Good for them for a. Creating this franchise, good for yeah, the But mama. it's almost like the television yeah. broke in everyone's collective hotel room, and we're yes. like, right. and we're like yeah. I guess and we care. I should, we're bat. supposed to care. I should just unplug it. I mean, yeah. E E would go off the air if it wasn't. Oh yeah, they don't have they're paying so Seacrest many of those bills. Bursts into flames. <laughs> and it was it was sad. That's that that him yeah. and uh, the Humphreys boy. Yeah. They already had the, the Humphreys boy, <laughs> the forward, the the basketball, Chris Humphreys. You said Humphrey boy. Oh, Come they over had, here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from the fed. People they think y'all the beautiful. They had yep. the wedding of the century. Yep. Right at the beginning of the century. So it's yeah. like it's done. Now the century, we've got nowhere years. to go. Yeah, the rest of us, Kylie, you fucked. You're done. The rest <laughs> of us should bury ourselves alive in our own feces because our lives are shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, my song of the year yeah. is Three Little Birds by Ooh. Bob Marley, covered by Elizabeth Mitchell as a children's song. Nice. I listen to it constantly and I cry uh, five times out of six. It's just such a sweet song and it is a good reminder to try to be present and like live this life that we're given. And that goes in with my resolution, which is to be intentional with my time, which I feel like I make every year and I forget what I mean like a month in. But we have this one life, you know, depending on your school of thought. And I feel like the things, if I wrote down at the end of the day the things I stressed out about and got angry about, two weeks from now even, I would feel foolish. 
And that's kind of embarrassing because I want to be beyond that. And so this year, my goal is to try to have a little more insight into the moment. Even if like so-and-so is breathing down my neck or X, Y, and Z that I feel like are these factors that I can't control. Like, what is my life and what is what matters? And what tomorrow will I regret? Because I get so lost in all this petty stuff. So this year I'm going to try to make my baby laugh more than I try to please this asshole who doesn't care about me. Um, my 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 no, 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 no. I was pointing to myself that time. Right. Well, we've all been thinking. No, I, 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 I love you. I know I'm an asshole. We were all it's thinking it. Yeah. It's out, okay? That's yeah. my resolution. Get a room. Fuck Maga Hitchcock, okay? Uh, no, but that I think that's it. And um, hopefully it will work out. And I think that should be a little where, like a little piece in everyone's mind of what do you really care about? Who can you make happy? And how do you get to do a service to yourself at the That's end of the nice. day? You can in- intentionally listen to Pop My Culture Podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, hey. uh, boom! And Are we at the end? Is this yeah, finally the end? I wanted end? to get jokes on a Laffy Taffy rapper. I feel like really. <laughs> Are we uh, still in 2015? You guys, we did we it. We whiskey. got all the way through with our favorite and least favorite things of the year. Thank you guys so much and for being so here. For doing it. John Lips. Right, Stephen Tobolowski, Missy Pyle, Sarah Burns, Michael Hitchcock, Spencer Rag, and Colt Stratton. Follow us at PMC Podcast. Thank you, guys. Have a great 2015. All right. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.